Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at MetalCloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the MetalCloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, MetalCloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hey, Modern Jeepers of the Mother... Well, <laughs> it's the mother of all episodes. <laughs> it's the mother of all episodes. <laughs> Well, here, hey, Modern Jeepers is Matson from Metal Cloak in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all. Corey, you're in charge. How are you? What's hey, Modern? Hey, Modern Jeepers. Matson, yeah, it's that's welcome right. to yeah. another episode of the Modern Jeepers show. Me, Matson, Metal Cloak. Yeah, that's right. I'm goofy as hell, and <laughs> here we yes, are. What we're doing <laughs> anymore? <laughs> <laughs> The Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Hello, Modern Jeepers. Matt's from Metal Hook here, and welcome to episode 159 of The Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. It's another week and another awesome show with Corey, Jesse, and myself chatting about whatever seems to cross our minds. From the violence on award shows, to golf ball-sized hail, to flubbing my lines, to the Metal Cloak shootout, to Moab during Memorial Weekend, to getting good help, to used car prices, to the long list of prep for the upcoming Easter Jeep Safari, including printing 500 shirts to give away. As a note, if you're listening to the audio and wonder what the F is going on, which you'll get a lot of in this show, you can watch the full video of our discussion at youtube.com slash modern jeeper. As always, we're extremely grateful to our supporters and friends, including Warren Winches, Raceline Wheels, Best Top, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, Adventure Rack Systems, and of course, Metal Cloak. So sit back, relax the cold one, enjoy episode number 159 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hey, Modern Jeepers. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. It's me, Matson from Metal Cloak, and Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne. Hey, buddy. Hey, and Rockstar Jeep Girl, Jesse. What's going on? Guys, so um, we just have a massive blooper rip reel, which was just like me not remembering how to start the show. So if you wonder why that last sounded like I was just kind of rapid firing through it, it's because I just couldn't figure out what words to say. Well, and, um, and so our <laughs> listeners understand, too, um, Madison has just consumed a Mountain Dew Baja Blast on top of some Taco Bell. So this should be a very <laughs> exciting episode. I, I haven't consumed the whole thing yet. I got to oh, figure out how to fix the rest on. of it during the show. And you've got yeah. your Tom hat on. And I got my Tom hat on. I like that. Yeah. It oh, look, it's got a. <laughs> no, God. No, that doesn't work. No, that no. doesn't work at all. And for our folks that are just listening to this on a podcast and audio <laughs> only, Benson has a hat on that's about two sizes too small. My it's size. good. To know, it's good to know that I fit in a larger hat. I mean, there must be some brain power up there, huh? <laughs> some squishy stuff of some kind. There we go. See, it fits in the back now. It actually fits if you like lay it oh, backwards Lord. like that. It looks... You look like that really scared mouse cartoon guy. The mouse cartoon guy. <laughs> 
There's like a mouse and he's yeah, and he's got his head all pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I got a little 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 bit of rip. So if you guys, you know, we 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 encourage you to go over and check out things on YouTube because um you can only see the funny, really weird stuff on YouTube. This is right. this is a small medium, but this is our new ARS hat. Um, you guys might have seen it because Mike wears them all the time, but it's uh, it's available on the website now. We finally got the swag section of the ARS site up, which includes that and the beanie. Now, if you live in a place like Colorado um, right the now, beanie. the beanie is for like today, and then yes. the hat is for tomorrow. Tomorrow, and then back to the right. beanie, and then back to the hat, and back to the That's beanie, right. and back Not to the here. hat. It just no. crazy, yeah, we were- craziness. We hey. were we yeah. were high sixties, seventy degrees yesterday, and then now we've got snow in the forecast for actually the next couple of days. Um, wow. yeah, our weather is is ridiculous. and I got a sunburn, and now it's a tan, so winning. <laughs> wow! And our sun so, just went behind a cloud. Yep, you go. Lots of cool stuff in the news. No, we're not going to we're not going to talk God. about you know one guy black on black crime. And violence, you know, on TV, it's just, it's just, it's just wrong. But we are going to talk notice about your hair loss, though, and I want to, you know, power to you, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunately GI Joe doesn't work. Oh, the, the, the GI Joe movie was bad. It was just the, the so was GI Jane, two. <laughs> yeah, you got to talk about who was the real man. Who was the real man? Now, I, if it had been. The Rock instead of Chris Rock. That'd have been it would have been more fun. <laughs> Did you know how he told me how old The Rock was, and I could not believe it. Like, there's no way. How old is he? He's like he's like 57. Seriously, I think that's so. what I said. So, I'll, I'll he told me the other th- day. Thanks, thanks like, for me feeling even more lame than I am. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I forgot to turn on that extra light. So if everybody sees me, it's like the. I got yeah. the, I got the big half light going on. Yeah, it works though. Yeah, it Chris works. Rock's actually fifty-seven, and I think Will Smith's on like fifty-two or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was you know Will Smith's just a young gun. He's had some work done though. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I don't know. When you do that, there are so many different memes out there. Oh, it's it's full of it, and it's, I mean, for the hilarious. last two days, it's been nothing but memes from. From the Oscars and and wow. I have to say I partaked, but it was funny. Yeah, you know, it I, I gotta think that maybe next year or the 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 actual viewership will be up, hoping they can see another thing. Remember how people used to watch the MTV Music Awards? Not because yes. they cared, but because right. they wanted to see what outrageous thing they might miss. Yep. That's yep. that's the secret. That's the trick. Yeah. Well, it was, was funny. We, we we didn't watch it until it was funny when we turned it on, it was actually like a minute before that all happened. And oh, so it, you saw it. That's funny. We yeah. saw it. Yeah. We I, I didn't channel. see it until Louisa posted or showed me something that had happened. And then all of a sudden, it's me. I immediately go to TikTok to see what the TikTok community is doing. And it wasn't quite on there yet. <laughs> but then later that night, as I was doing work, I pulled it up. And my favorite was that all these guys, the, the posts that say, this is what you're going to hear at the clubs for the next six months. And yep. it was DJs doing mixes of, of yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was sent awesome. a few of those, so yeah, they're awesome. pretty funny. Yeah. That being said, King Richard was a great movie, so I'm glad it. he won for it. that. I, I've always, I always think I've, I've always liked Will Smith, despite yes. you know. And King Richard was a great movie, so I do recommend yeah. people go out and see it. It's an incredible story about a guy 
who 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 just did it right despite everybody else's uh, objections because he wasn't playing the right game. Right. And, uh, you know, he ended up with two brilliant or an entire family of brilliant girls who also happen to be champions of what they do. Yeah. Right. So amazing. That being said, we had an amazing, amazing, amazing day on Saturday. Because Saturday, yeah, you guys was were up the, at the NorCal races. That's right. This was round one of the NorCal Rock races for season 2022, um, and it was also the Wild Metal Cloak Wild West Shootout. Now we used to do the Wild West Shootout, and the reason it's called the Wild West Shootout is we did it out there at the Wild West Motorsports Park because right. mm-hmm. we started that about the same time we were doing Metal Cloak Stampede. So we had the Stampede out here, Shootout out there. So supporting NorCal Rock Racing while supporting Ultra Four. We, of course, stopped. We decided not to continue the sponsoring Stampede in 2020. And then when COVID hit, they had to cancel it anyway. So I was, yeah, see right there? I was like, I, I saw it. There was a conspiracy yeah. that I planned. You made it happen. Uh-huh. It was a conspiracy. Yeah, I, I foresaw the problem. Right. I was in, mm-hmm. Fauci and I got on the phone, started talking a little bit. You caused COVID. Let's just I, cut that's, to the point. That's, that's it. Yeah, I did. I caused. That being said, the shootout came back here. It felt like stampede level race. The hmm. number of races there were incredible. The attendance was incredible. People were desperate for it. It was great. It was some of the great race, best racing we've ever had. Raul wasn't out there, unfortunately, because he had some engine problems. But JP, uh, and you had four UFO rigs on the track, wow. right? Uh, JP, Darian. JP, Darian, uh, Brendan Thompson, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Is it Brendan Thompson? Um, and then another guy whose name I forget. Um, there are four rigs out there, and um, and it was uh, it was a Maxis UFO, and then it was the uh, JP and Darian. JP and Darian had quite a fight going on. In fact, Darian at one point in the final race was ahead of JP. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So the nephew was fighting the uncle and got ahead of him. Then he got a flat. And that killed Poor it for Darian. him. And I got to say, I wish I had video of this because you know how, how it is out there at Prairie City where they have that access road and oh, we yeah. always have metal cloak right above the access road. So Darian comes around. He actually ends up pulling over and doesn't even do the last lap, just sits over there. But he pulls right into that spot. And all of a sudden you hear him go, he just starts pounding on his steering wheel. Pound, pound, and it's, <laughs> I'm not saying the word because I'll bleep it out, but he was, you could hear him. Over the engine, over the racing, all the way up the hill, you could hear him cursing. Oh wow! He just has tough luck all the time. Yeah. Well, guy. it's just it is that like that competitiveness of the family, right? Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. And and JP was like, I guess I need to step in my game. My nephew was almost kicking my butt. JP, of course, right. <laughs> on yeah. any given day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. So it was a fun, fun day. I was glad the uh, the attendance was great. Shootout was great. John Goodby and his team did an awesome job. They managed to have 60 different classes of, uh, or excuse me, 20 different classes of, of racing go through three heats. So technically 60 different races happened. Wow. Even though some of them were simultaneous. That's a lot. Yeah. Started at 10 o'clock, ended at a little after five. That's impressive. I mean, that's a lot yeah. to get done. We've been out there before where heavens, you're, I mean, two days of racing, you don't see that much racing. Mm. And it was all thanks to Bird. Bird is uh, is the operations guy, and he did a phenomenal job of just managing it because he doesn't take, I don't know, he doesn't take shit from anybody. He just goes, 
they were pretty they were really lucky too because the first two heats were pretty much problem free the final heats the finals you know there were a couple of cases where they had to remove vehicles or they had some other issues or rollovers and stuff but that's usually the stuff that delays things mm-hmm. first two heats were clean and it, you had a lot you had the little kids running around out there you had a sportsman's class there were like 12 entries in the sportsman's class hmm. uh, which were including uh uh, Jeff Mello was out there running in his little Jeep and um, and a bunch of different trucks running out there. It was a lot of fun. We had uh, and we also had a uh, a special guest um, was out there. So years ago in Hayward, there was one of the early, early build shops in the world of Jeeping it was an organization called Archer's Brothers. And Archer's Brothers was just a little build shop. They did. They built Jeeps. They did the whole custom thing. People buy Jeeps from them already built. That sort of thing. Um, they're gone now. In fact, if you do the address for Archer's Brothers, you'll find an old um, uh, or brand new firehouse in that same area. Well, Art Archer, who's got to be in his like 90s, came out there. Now, Kurt Schneider, a friend of ours and former writer mm-hmm. for and a sometime writer for Modern Jeeper, Modern Jeeper uh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, is working to get him into the Offroad Hall of Fame. Um, but he came out and sat in the booth with us and, uh, and hung out and just had a phenomenal time. Cause he basically looked at me and said, if I, if it was any younger, I'd be out there in a different time, I'd be out there racing. And it turns out this kind of goes in your neck of the words sometime back in the sixties, seventies, there was a national geographic article about some guys doing a Jeep race, an off-road race in Colorado. It was the first really known race of its kind that, um, and I, Pikes Peak. and then he, he, and I was, first off, I was surprised that national geographic was covering this. So it'd be pretty incredible. That was the first. And then that, so the first race he read about, he was out at the second race. He got himself a CJ five and he was out there and he raced the second race. There were 11 guys in the race. He came in 10 huh. and then he went back and started working on the Jeep, building it up and grew it from there. But that was his passion. So he was a, he was an old Baja guy, score guy. I mean, he raced all that stuff back in the day and built a company, Archer Brothers, which is legendary all about it. So pretty incredible dude. It's great meeting a guy like that and just seeing the the passion he still has for the world of off-roading. That's cool. That's very cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm now got to track down that National Geographic articles. That's To me, that was kind of like you would never see National Geographic talking about off right. of racing now that would just be <clears throat> you know you just you just you're destroying the planet you fools <laughs> anyway. Does, is national geographic still published as a magazine anymore i don't know i mean it's obviously yeah. a tv channel i don't I, I would imagine i i don't know about you guys i grew up my dad had a had a bookshelf tons of them tons yeah had every one that he ever had on the yep. bookshelf yep and then you know when i was a kid i'd search through them and sometimes i found um mm-hmm. you know boobies but other times I just found great mountains and things like that. And I'd find right. boobies and then great mountains. And then there was boobies and then there was other, you know, all kinds of good things to see in national geographic <laughs> magazine. Of course you would get that out of the national geographic. Right. Yeah. yeah I, you know, we didn't have porn in our house. We had boobies. In national we, geographic. we, uh, we spent the weekend. Um, <clears throat> we're in full blown project mode still. Yeah. Um, yeah, with uh, getting her JK ready, uh, getting Golden Spike ready, the LJ, 
just installed the new metal cloak tire carrier on the back, which that's a story up on modernjeeper.com's website. Um, got a new diabolical uh, storage system for the back of her JK. Nice. Uh, so Jesse worked on that. And the <laughs> let's see, the CTI trailer is now in Grand Junction getting some Linux repair work done. Uh, that was scheduled to be done a couple of weeks ago, but um, because of the weather and it can't be done when it's wet, it seems like whenever this thing needs to get worked on, of course, it's either snowing or raining here. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's supposed to be done on Thursday of this week. Um, and yeah, you know, we we unloaded the, the, the CTI tow rig and uh, re-going through all of our show stuff and reloading it and the Gladiator is still at our dealership for an oil change and it'll be two weeks by the time our, our listeners hear this. Um, <laughs> so when they, when they do an oil change, they do their little 65 point inspection. checkup inspection, whatever. Right. And apparently when they check the front diff fluid, I'm guessing they just check to see if there's fluid in it. It's not like they look at it or anything like that. Uh, they, put the plug back in and they stripped it out of the diff cover. So yeah, it was presented. Power tools or what? I'm like, well, how did you put, so it was presented to to me as, um, Hey, so looks like the plug hole on your diff cover is stripped and you'll need to buy a new one. Uh, excuse me. No, that's actually something that you guys did because that's, that's, I've, I've never checked the diff fluid on this thing. It's brand new. Um, Oh, yeah, maybe one of our guys did that. So we'll have to order you a cover. <laughs> and now it's been, that was five, four days ago now. So maybe I'll get it over, back tomorrow. I could have overnighted you a cover in a um I in We, a I, we, we talked, talked about it. it. Like, I'm, I'm like, look, we'll just, we'll send the dealership a new cover to put on it. But, of course, it's the warranty issue now and yeah, all of that. Yeah. And I'm like. Guys, just just do what you go and do. Just fix it, and if you want me to come back there and help your mechanics put the plug back in the hole, Probably. just let me know. Let me show you. <laughs> and we got rid of the truck. My and truck's gone. Her truck is sold. Yeah. Wow, dang! I cleaned it. You, and it you was, cleaned it. What a day and a half. Wait, it like, it looked like it was it? brand new. Wow. I mean, it, it sits in the driveway. <laughs> it's not really. What so was yours? It was a eighteen. Nice. So. The first time I've ever known in the history of owning vehicles, um, you know, it's a weird time right now. And this has never happened before ever, ever. but she got out of, she drove her truck for four, a little over four years, had 50,000 miles on it. And she got out of it what she paid for it when it was brand new. Isn't that crazy? It is the Isn't nuttiest crazy thing What ever. the world is right now for, for used vehicles? four years it's just that's just that that doesn't happen no what happened like it's nuts it is nuts and it's like you know, the the word is if you go out of room and like post your vehicle on room just to get what it is they'll reach out to you and they'll like mm-hmm. to keep they'll keep hammering you for it because they need the vehicles and they will like be offering you like they offered john more than he paid and what he owed on his jail mm-hmm. now yeah. That's only because they knew the new stuff. They offered me like, like two grand or something pathetic for my TJ, right? And the TJ market is kind of crazy right now too. I mean, the TJ, 
I think Mike on his silver TJ, uh, which had a hard top, you know, it's a hard top, soft top. He has both available for it. It was something like eighteen, nineteen, twenty thousand dollars for TJs right now. I, I, private sale. Yeah. It's so bizarre to me, and I, it's, it's amazing. And and even a lot of the websites that talk about it are like, you're better off buying a new vehicle. Really, I mean, but the 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 these dealerships and these car wholesalers. Like you said, I don't understand. Like, how did did we run out of vehicles all of a sudden? Did everything get crushed? And now we're like, oh, we need more vehicles. Um, it's just well, it's just very odd. Well, it, there's there's greater competition for used vehicles, right? So, you know, my my mom's husband, um, he's been in the used car market ever since we I've known him, right? And he, when the economy hit in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, right, and the economies went south. All of a sudden, what happens is that dealerships are having a hard time selling new vehicles. So in order to keep cash flow going, they hoard the the used vehicles. Instead of just usually what they do is they get them as trade-ins and they dump them onto the auctions. So he had a hard time. His business, his bread and butter was like Hyundais, right? He would buy the Hyundais cheap, fix them up, sell them for a little bit more. He's down in San Diego. So that was bread and butter. All of a sudden, he couldn't get them because those were the ones. So he had to start changing up his business to try to get more in now you've got between vroom and uh, what's the other one carvana mm-hmm, right yeah. these companies that depend on it um carmax all these others they have to get inventory right because their entire right. business is depending on it so you got the the you have the new car companies right you have the dealerships trying to keep some good inventory of use because that draws people in and maybe they upsell them better you got vroom you know with huge money behind it because it's a it's a it's a it's a uh, Silicon Valley play. Carvana, huge money behind it. Silicon Valley play. Um, and then every other used car lot across the country, right? Yeah. Trying to stay survive. So the competition for used cars is so high that companies like Vroom are like, they don't even care. They're not even trying to make a profit. They're no. just trying to keep customers coming. So yeah, buy it from people. you for $40,000 and sell it for $40,000. That doesn't matter to them. Right, because it's, just it's they, the people. Yeah, it's the people. Absolutely. It's the process of the, of the cash going through. So that unfortunately plays with it because when you have a company that doesn't care about losing money, right, you end up becoming right. Amazon after you know, and you, it's that whole thing. They don't care about losing money. They're just going to keep going and going and just going. Just a volume, a volume, sheer volume of stuff. I, you know, and I, it's and we've talked about this before, but I think my my fear is that this is our new normal, right? And we we've talked about this for the last whole year. Our expectations now, and I've talked to a handful of business owners in the last few days, people that we do business with, that we need stuff from, that they they are in the same boat as we all are in. We need, <laughs> our expectations are, are, are coming down because we're being told that we just can't do that right now. I don't care if it's a restaurant, a grocery store, a parts store. If you need customer service some places, it's becoming harder because mm-hmm. they just don't have the staff. And I and I think it's really odd talking to the guy who owns the Linex business. Um, you know, my friends um, here at Montrose Signs that have the, the sign shop. And I, we're all just accepting for us to walk into a place and actually get what we want when we need it. That's becoming really hard. And I'm my fear is that this is now our new, we're going to lower our expectations until it doesn't hurt so bad when we go in and they say, 
hey, this oil change is going to take you two weeks. And you go, oh, okay, well, I guess right. I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah, it's this, it's, it's the apathy that comes from lowering expectations. And I, we've, we were put, we were put in such an apathy in just general in life with um, COVID that we're like accepting of this, right? We're accepting right. of these lower standards. Yep. We're accepting of lower standards of customer service. We're accepting of the fact that you don't even get a drink on the plane, right? You know, right. You know, all these little standards and we just accept it. Like, yeah, well, you just don't get know. that now. Oh, okay. I know yeah. it's probably because of this last two years and we just go, okay, we shrug our shoulders and we move on. Right. We look at what we're dealing with. On, I mean, get, get political with dealing with nationals. We're just accepting it. All right. Well, that's fine. Whatever. Washington, DC, you know, whatever they do. It's, yeah. yeah. You know, black on black violence on live television. You know, we just accept it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hey, we can't <laughs> just, get those tires for you anymore. We can't get you those, you know, I know you're, you're, it's too bad. I mean, you got to go to work and your vehicle needs tires, but we just don't have any. So we're sorry. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just figure something else out. Nobody, we, we can't get upset anymore because that's also against everything that we've been shown is, you know, right. the, we've, we, we don't be well, mad. It, well, it's kind of funny because you, you know, this whole thing of being a Karen, right? Right. Now, now let's face it. There are some people that are definitely Karens in life, right? Absolutely. But now it's anytime somebody's mad and basically saying, yeah, what you're doing isn't right. Like, stop doing what you're doing. It's not right. Karen. Right. Like, well, wait a you second. You need no, to no, stop no. whining. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. What you're doing isn't right. And you need to stop it and get the hell out of here. You know, camera at you. You're being a Karen. Right. right. Um, and like, look, look outside of our shop right here up and down the road every day a crew of guys go up and down a truck uh, in this truck and they move all these ford panel vans and ambulances and service trucks and stuff and they are lining up and down the road out in front of us because we're right over here is the ford fleet um fleet and, service and yeah. fleet service right they can't get parts they can't get stuff plenty of vehicles still need to be worked on so they get dropped off there and for whatever reason, everybody's just okay with the fact that, you know, it might take two months for your truck to get fixed. What do they do? They pull them out every day. They line them up and down the street. They block <laughs> us. I mean, I almost got hit the other day because I'm like trying to get out slowly. I've got two big, you know, trucks. I'm trying to get through to see what's going on with this little busy road. That's why they put it out. And every day they go up and down the street and they put all the vehicles away. It's <sighs> like, but that's been their life now for six months nine yeah, months I, you know our um our buddy up at cerro gordo uh brent underwood the new owner up there he uh he just released a new video about eight days ago i think yeah. oh wow and um this guy makes i mean he's got one point almost 1.5 million followers on his youtube channel and it does um, his youtube channel start with i bought a I bought a ghost town it's that a was how ghost it started. town living ghost town living right. so he just he basically. literally started it when he bought the place Yep. yep. Wow. And, and I mean, yeah, in the last, this video is eight days old and he's, it's already at 650,000 views or something. Wow. Um, but, and you know, what's funny is he's so real about his perspective and how he, how it changes. And, and he's now been at Cerro Goro for two years and he does not miss the, the regular day-to-day -day life that we all we get so, um, our blinders get put on. We, we, we focus 
on something and we get so caught up in our own little messes and worlds and wow, is that not the point? Like we've, we're so missing out on all of these other things around us because we're so caught up into what the media drives at us. And, and it, it's, it's adventures that we've been doing, like the, the Death Valley adventure, the Moab adventure, Tillamook, all of those things, we try and take people out of their everyday surroundings and show them something new. And I think that's where, where people are so missing. It's racing, it's, it's the NorCal rock races. It's King of the Hammers. Anything that we can find to get us outside of our routines of these boxes. But you know what's funny? Years ago, we didn't have these structured things. We all just did that on our own. Now we're, I don't know, we're being more channeled into doing things in an organized fashion. I don't know why. People need to learn to be flexible anymore. Yeah, we we've turned it in a non flexible environment. I mean, I've caught myself doing that too, just trying to get catering for Moab, our Moab adventure. It's been a struggle. I got it done, but it was I got a bunch of no's and tried to. I get mad, and then I'm like, well, what if I try to say, okay, let me help you help me, and that kind of did a little bit of the trick. I'm like, I know you guys are busy. I know it's a holiday weekend. I will come get it. I will do whatever. Just cook the food for me, <laughs> please. It, it's funny. Right. People don't want to work that hard now. They want to They want to escape. They don't want to. You're a restaurant owner, but I'm going to, you know what? I'm. This is too hard. It, it's too hard to have people right now. It's too, customers are mean. I'm, I'm just not going to open, but for like two or three days a week. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. Aren't you a restaurant owner? Well, yeah, I can do what I want. I own the business. I think we're all starting to see some of these. We've 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 been shown that everything can be taken from us mm. um, very quickly, mm. and I think that there's probably some some stuff in our in our heads going. You know what? I don't want that to happen again. So we better get out and do things while we can. And I think that's why the Jeep lifestyle is so extremely important and so becoming more and more popular. Yeah. I would agree. And I think it's, it, it's part of that rugged independence. So let, let's face it. We are all, and especially as Americans, rugged individualists, right? We didn't grow up. I don't care how, um, you know, how bad our school system is and all of that. We did in America, you generally don't grow up saying that you have a system you have to follow, right? Or else you will not survive, right? We, we tend to learn that it's okay to be different. It's okay to have independent thought. That independent thought and that difference may be something that is something that you and I would would never consider to be even valid, but it's independent thought. It's the beauty of American freedoms, right? We're not indoctrinated from the beginning into a certain point of thought. But I think what happens with COVID and when it hit was like, okay, wait, it reminded us of our rugged independence. You know, it, there are so many people and I pay attention to a lot of these different alternate economic lifestyles that exist, right? Whether it's how many people are making money off of crypto, how many people are making money as, 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 um, as content creators, how many people are just staying out of the workforce? How many people are saying, you know what, you know what I, my wife works for a, um, has a little side job helping out a lady who does some personal uh, massage work, that sort of thing. Right. And she'd come to the conclusion that she was too busy. Like she was very busy and she had multiple stuff going on. Right. She had, she had clients all the time. Mm 
she backed off. She didn't need to be that busy. But it's a difference between what you're trying to do. Like you're trying to live a happy day. Let's right. not even talk about a lifestyle. It's like you're just trying to get through a happy get day. day. Yeah. And that's all people tend to be focused on is I want to get and survive this day. And if I can survive this day and at the end of the day feel happy, then that's good. Now I will tackle tomorrow, tomorrow. But it's not really thinking about the future, right? It's like, I, I, I just want to be happy when I go home. I just want to be happy when I, at the end of the day, when I turn the lock on the door. Yeah, there's I no just, long-term yeah. vision here. I'm not trying to build a, uh, a restaurant that's going to be around in 30 years, right? Right. I just want to pay for my bills. I want to be happy. And if a few people get employed along the way, that's great. But why am I going to stress myself out for a few extra dollars? <laughs> right. right? <laughs> and, you know, and, and so that's, that's, it, it breaks down, especially when they, quite honestly, sometimes the more employees you have, it's just a bigger headache. When I had my graphic design shop, there was a point in time where my entire job was just making sure that I had enough business to pay the payroll. When I was perfectly happy making probably more money in my pocket when it was just me at my desk in a corner office at my house. I think you and I have had this conversation before. You know, we talk about some of these these shops that they want to grow and they want to be able to help lots and lots of people. But, um, you know, it's the it's the single shop owner that has two techs or two mechanics. And then they're making he, he's making a living and he's employing these two guys. And, well, you know, gosh, we're so busy, though. We probably need another bay. And so let's take on some debt. We'll build another bay. We'll hire a, hire a couple more guys. Well, now we need, okay, so we need to stay busy. And the owner, the shop owner and the other techs, they're all still making the same amount of money. And then five years goes down the road and holy cow, we have 40 employees and we've got, you know, 15,000 square foot shop and yada, yada. We're starting to make our own parts. Usually the owner, he's still only making the same amount of money. Now, maybe he is growing something, but what that growth usually is, is all of a sudden I'm going to sell this thing and I'm going to retire and be gone. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's a funny little, it's a balancing act. You just have to determine there, what was the, what was the story? And I just heard, I just heard one of these great little stories and it was, it was like along those ways. It was like, it was a guy who, and it goes something like this. You know, this guy lives in a little house on the village down in Baja, Mexico. And he, he has his wife and his kids and every day he gets up and he goes fishing and he catches some fish and he brings it back and he cooks it for his family. And it's what he does every single day, goes out, gets up in the morning, goes for a little walk, goes, goes fishing, catches his fish, cooks it for his family, hangs out in his little house on the beach. One day he meets a guy who's like from wall street or whatever. And he's a broker. And he goes, you know, you you catch some good fish out here. What you should do is you should get yourself a boat and be able to do some more fish. He goes, oh, okay. And, and then what? Well, then, then you get another boat and you have more and you can catch more fish and you can have people working for you. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And then what? Well, once you, you can have a fleet of boats and be like all kinds of fish coming in and build this whole big business doing that. And it's like, huh, okay. And then what? Well, then when you take your fleet of boats, you can go and take all of this, do all this, and you can take it and get it financed and build a big company and go move up to New York where I'm at. And I was like, okay, uh, and then what? Well, then you can sell it all off and be set for life. Okay, and then what? Well, then you can go back to your house and you can hang move out there. Back and to you, Baja. Can, you can be in your Baja, little house in Baja and every day you can go out there and fish for your family. 
And it's like, yeah. it, what's really the happiness that we're shooting for? And I think that's kind of the root of our world is this happiness that we're shooting for. And what makes you happy? You, you, you we're all blessed here. I mean, look at us. We're, we're, we're able to live a lifestyle and, and, um, go jeeping and, and, you know, in two weeks we're going to be hanging out and, and, and Moab, Moab. Utah for a week yep. working. Yep. Right. But it's even then think about what we do at Moab. Think about what you do at every event you go to. Oh yeah. Right. I, it's the reason we do what we do is we right, enjoy we, it, but we enjoy it, but we're still the entire time we're in Moab. We're working like you, you, especially me, I'm just watching you guys work, but spending all that time, we'll do a 200 plus CTIs, maybe 250 CTIs over a period of four days. I've run into guys at Moab who are other friends of ours from the industry. I'm like, yeah, you know, out here, it's been great dealing with, we did, you know, all these customers are working with, and I mean, that's why we're out here. Right. And the response I got was, no, man, I came out here to wheel. Right. Like, they didn't come out there to hang out with customers or to do that. I mean, how we approach it is different. We're still willing to work hard. And some of those guys, if you think about it, it's generational too. They're a little bit younger. Right. But we're still here to work hard, to build great customers, to service our customers, to build a great company, to build something bigger than ourselves. And maybe that's it. Maybe that people just don't think that it's important to build something that's bigger than themselves. They just want to be themselves. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the, I mean, we're, uh, again, like you said, we're very fortunate to be able to do what we do. And the fact that we love doing it and sharing it with others is, is part of it. And right. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, I don't know what the next 10 or 15 or even 20 or even, I don't know what the next five years looks like. Right. Um, but I, I, don't I know think what the next that, five uh, minutes looks like, <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, we've talked a lot about the the Jeep's new electrification and the EVs and and all of this new changes in what we will be driving uh, essentially in the next couple of years. And then Jeep, you know, releases a twin turbo V6 that I don't know. I'm I was kind of scratching my head, and we talked a little bit about it a couple of months ago when there was there was they were talking about releasing this new engine, and. Uh, it's just kind of interesting to me. It's kind of like, well, you know, everything's going to go electric except for the things that don't. <laughs> right. Which are those things? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, you know, we're not going to make, we're, we're not going to make, um, I don't know. We're no more milk because we're going to take rid of, we're going to get rid of all the cows, but don't worry. There'll still be beef. Um, so there'll <laughs> probably still be milk. Right. Well, <laughs> you, but think about cycles. Okay. Because let's just go back 20 years ago. Do you think the big battle would be like, who's got more horsepower going into the dot into, into a Dodge car? Like, Oh, it's, it's 900 horse, you know, it's 700 horsepower. Now it's 800 horsepower. Now it's like I mean, 20 years ago that, that the thought process didn't exist there. Right. Like, why would we even consider putting an 800 horsepower engine into a, into a car, like a production car that you can go down and buy? Like, that's just insane. Right. right. And, and, and it, it was for no other reason than it's like, well, you don't need that. Right. And, and, but things go into cycles and, and I have a feeling that everything's going to come back around at some point. Right. You know, that all of a sudden we get to this point where things will just be a little bit crazy. And next thing you know, the idea of, and who, yeah, the idea of, of all being electrified or hydrogen or whatever sort of power things were gets played out. 
And the reality is, and this is, this is the sad part because you've brought this up. You've brought this up many, many, many times. And it's actually finally like coming to the forefront to people like, wow, like what does it actually take to make an electric car? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. What does it actually take to produce a battery? Like what? It's those little solar panel chips. Well, it's the seeds you can buy now at your hardware store, oh. solar panel seeds, and you just plant them and panels it, it, come it out is- of the ground. You know, that's, pure, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I, I want, I was thinking about doing that, but knowing me, I'd probably kill him, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it is, it is insane to think of the amount of fossil fuels it takes to produce solar panels. Yep. To, and I'm not just talking about the batteries, fuel. I mean, batteries, batteries, all, all of it, everything that's involved in, in this whole electrification I mean, I can appreciate the vision that Elon Musk has, and I can appreciate the vision that exists there. But, but you know, it took a hell of a lot to build H Gigafactory. It took a hell of a lot to build, you know, and there's, and to fulfill that much battery demand. I mean, somebody has to invent a new battery. I'm sorry. If it's going to, if this world continues, somebody is going to have to invent a new battery. I'm not sure what it's going to take. Oh, I saw it, it, a, the perfect meme the other day, and I don't know, it was on Facebook, but it reminded me of an old uh, Bugs Bunny Roadrunner cartoon. But the, but, but the meme was, uh, there's a car sitting, and it was just a stick figure drawing. Yeah. But it's a car, and it's got a, a little boom that goes out in front. Yeah. And on the front of the car, there's some steel plates. Right. On the front of the boom is a giant magnet, and it's, <laughs> that's what propels the car because right. the steel plates are attracted to that magnet. Well, it's and it. I think the post said something like, "Explain to me, guys, why this wouldn't work. Tell right. me why this wouldn't work." <laughs> but yeah. My um, my my Bugs Bunny Roadrunner story. I'll tell it just because we we seem to be so outside of our our ballpark. <laughs> um, so the Roadrunner, you know, he's he's trying to catch, uh, or the Coyote's trying to catch the Roadrunner, and so he straps a, a fridge freezer on his back, and it's got an ice maker. And then he's it's it's producing ice. He's got a, a, a meat grinder that he's holding, and as the ice cubes come up over his head, he he grinds the cubes into snow, and then he buys a pair of skis. So everywhere he goes, he's skiing on snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that'll work. I think so. You better figure out something because I have a funny feeling that gas prices are not ever ever going down again. I think it's just, here you go, deal with it. Now everybody's kind of leveling out a little bit and not griping too much. All depends on who who goes and becomes president, everybody. But now they're going to give, you know, stimulus for gas, so. Yeah, you know, California, we're supposed to get, we're supposed to get uh, checks. You know, they can't, they're not going to get rid of the $1.50 um and, and gas taxes right but they'll give us like 600 bucks and it makes absolutely <laughs> no sense but okay right <laughs> but you know oh and tax relief for something i mean it's just it's insane but yeah and and that's partly because and i'll tell you why because if they gave a relief on gas tax corporations in california would save as well right, right. Yep. all the trucking companies would save everybody would save. we can't have that no no individuals that are dependent on the government is who must feel like they're getting some sort of savings. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. That means also all the homeless people on the side of the road that happen to still somehow get mail. I'm not sure how that happens. 
but they're <laughs> citizens too. So they'll get their $600. Um, well, so when all these folks get their stimulus uh, gas checks, they need to be signing up for the modern Jeeper adventure Moab trip. That is our next trip coming up. So for everybody that, was, that can't make it to Easter nice Jeep segue. Safari. That was a nice yeah, segment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah guys, I mean, this, this, that Moab trip is just... Wow, well, we have thunder and lightning. Yeah, I keep Nice. That Moab oh, trip, weird. guys, I mean, it's Memorial Weekend. It is incredibly worth it. And if you're thinking that it's... You know, we talked a little bit more earlier about it being busy down there. It's busy, but it's not Jeep busy. Not is, Jeep Safari incredible. busy. We were yeah. kind of worried the first year we did it out there. And it was like, wow, it is so nice being out on the trails um when it's not just jam loaded with jeeps we've actually well. and 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 the, the trails that we've actually had people yeah. on um it's very rare that we see a handful of other jeeps where we take right. folks so yeah, yeah right. it's 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 a good time of year um memorial day is typically more about um people coming out and hiking and biking and all that kind of stuff so um well that and there's is our that next adventure and there's uh didn't didn't they open up some new uh reopen a trail recently? Yes. Yes. What was that? Yeah, it's on Hell's Revenge. Yeah. 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 And uh which I'm sure you guys are gonna figure out a way to go out and play on that new trail. Well, yeah. Well, we're going out early for my birthday. So yes. so I can at least get some wheeling in since you know we work our butts off at EJS. Yeah, yeah, I know. Everybody's I know. like, "Why don't you come to the trail? Here's a girls' trail." I'm like, "Well, some of us well, are busy." Right. We have night runs. I know Will's definitely going to want to go on a night run. Like he's yeah. he's, we're letting him bring out his rig so that you know it's better for him to if he if anything Heck happens, yeah. it's his as rig, long as not it's not a company raining. rig. Yeah. As as um, so, but he's uh, he's he's itching to get out. So uh, you know, yeah. whatever you guys are going to do on Monday, whatever run we do on Monday, and then uh, well, then yeah, we'll, we'll take out. him out and see yeah. if we can't break his junk. There you go. Like, yeah. Don't let him break his junk. Do not no. let him break his junk. We don't need break his it. junk broken. Period. So you guys got, I mean, you're you're just nonstop <laughs> nonstop now. Um, between now uh, and yeah. pretty much. I mean, we've got we've got a couple of days. So I just finished um giving everybody a sneak peek at some of our Death Valley uh pictures. So mm. those just went up on on Facebook or they can check out the Smug Mug site. We've got a couple of things left uh, as in preparation to leave next week for Moab, but then after Moab, it is it is show season again for us. So again, uh, Daytona Jeep Beach Week will be out there for that week. Uh, Panama City Jeep Jam will be there for that, and then we have our giveaway, the Rocklander giveaway. That um, I tell you what, people need to to be signing up for that giveaway because. It's massive, yep. and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's exceeding twenty five grand already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, I think the odds of winning are pretty high. So uh, there may be some names that you may never have heard of that have my address on them. Um, <laughs> since you know, we're, we're, there we're were in- so many people from Colorado, the Western Slope, that entered this year. It was amazing. I didn't think that was right. population was that big. Crazy. Uh, yeah, it's it guys out there, ultimaterocklander.com. Um, definitely check it out and enter to win. And we've added a few more questions into the surveys and stuff. And I know sometimes people look at the surveys and they go, it's a little intimidating, but that's it's all there for a reason, right? There's it's free to enter. All we do is we ask you to take the time to do it. And if you've already entered, there is you go back in, there are more ways to win. And of course, that has to do with sharing and getting it out there and letting other people have the opportunity. Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. 
Because if we don't get enough entries, we might just say, ah, yeah, this has been fun. The old thing's yeah. off because, you know, everyone's being selfish. Share. Share a lot. Um, more lightning? More, more thunder? Thunder. Lots, lots, lots of thunder. Thunder. It's Bring very thunder. rare around here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we just had that just a couple days ago. It was all thunder and lightning. We, we've had a few dry days, but and it was really warm. So it's really good that it's it's raining and whatnot. I just, the snow is, I'm done with the snow now. So it needs to just rain. Rain is fine. <laughs> rain is healthy. We've just still got, we've got so much to do. We just finished washing, I don't know, 32 uh, feather flags and five uh, <laughs> tablecloths. Table and uh, and yeah. Wow. Um, all the good stuff. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's definitely event season <clears throat> and um, mm. I, can't wait for Easter Jeep Safari. I think it'll be it'll be a big year. It'll be fun to see everybody. We have our expo coming back. So we have all of our other people we haven't seen in a while that took the year off are right. coming in. So that's exciting. Yay. Yeah, it'll be fun. That'll be good chimes. Lots of great people. Lots of good times to have some uh, beer and um, yes. man, pretzels. Pretzel. What? Rocket, rocket bike, the Moab, rocket bike, rocket the Moab bike. Breweries beer. Even though we kind of don't support the Moab Brewery anymore because yeah. they've changed ownership, but they they still make good beer. They don't support yeah. us. No, not no. so much. And you know, I mean, boy, I gotta gotta tell you guys, Moab is becoming super busy, and the restaurants there are feeling the pain. I mean, our our favorite restaurant, Dewey's, is. Uh, there's they're strapped. I mean, it's hard to find it's hard to find employees. So wow, um, yeah, that's the hard part out there. <clears throat> they just don't have the people that want to that want to do it. That's okay. We we will uh we'll figure it out. We'll have plenty of good times. It turns out that there is a taco truck next to the um, CTI right. trailer. So come yep. on out, coming out if you're going to be out there. Coming out, do the CTI. Get yourself some tacos. Um, taco Tuesday. Like we'll be eating tacos on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we may be a little tacoed out, but that's okay. That's okay. Are you ever tacoed out? Are we? Is yeah. that tuckered? That's tuckered out. Tuckered, tacoed, tacoed. Tacoed out. Eat your tacos. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So a lot ahead. So that you go from so you basically go from EJS to uh, a week and a half later is Jeep Beach, right? And two weeks later is Jeep Beach. Um, no, a week later. No, week it's later. the it's next weekend. We're home a day. Next, that's fluff some stuff, put it back together, and right. That's right. That's up. right. Yeah, I'm looking at the calendar wrong. So yeah, home. You're home for a week. So it's one of those you got to get on the. Tr- at least it's not as bad as like the week after. Those no, it's the years. week after. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking like where you have to leave Saturday and be there. Like that, the in 2014. Oh right, remember? no, yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, we actually I, we left actually on have Saturday a of- and it, and had to be there by Tuesday. Yeah. No, we actually have a couple of um, CTI jobber stops that we've, we've scheduled on the way out there. So, and we'll, we'll get to talk a little bit more about that, where we're stopping, where we're going to be. Um, But yeah. I I just ordered 500 t-shirts to give away for free at Easter Jeep Safari. Um, Looks like we're going to do in like kind of a gray frost, light gray shirt this year. Um, Nice. A little burnt umber. I'm trying to actually get like a red dirt color for the, for, for the, um, for the ink. So it'll be, but that's Moab. I have 300 shirts for Jeep Beach that will be given away there. Um, and then this year, we're actually going to do, that's not until August, but we are going to do another, I'm, I'm trying to find other events to give away shirts at, like 300 shirts for uh, Jeep Invasion. 
Oh yeah. Or Smoky yep. Mountain Jeep Invasion, which I think there we're actually going to have a booth at. Uh, it's amazing. It's it's actually guys. It's incredible that I'm thinking like about an August event because that's that's that is pretty. My, that's like pretty five awesome. years away from me. That's just amazing. <laughs> pretty awesome for <laughs> sure. Maybe we'll do something. Maybe we'll have to do something for for all for fun or something. We'll see. Yeah, all for fun. Um, maybe even like uh, we'll do a modern Jeeper shirt to give away at uh, Overland Expo West since we're going to be out oh, there yeah, doing there an event go. anyway, yeah. right? Um, and these are I'm nice shirts, right? We do nice <laughs> shirts. We don't do these old cheap giveaways, one size fits all crap. You might get an Apple store. These are like right. nice, nice shirts we give away. Well, so, because of because of the scarcity of sizes and colors, um, in fact, I was just talking with some of our friends in Montrose that are are in the same boat when they do events. It's kind of like, can you imagine, like, just send us any color and whatever sizes. And so, oh, look, you get an extra large and you get a small. And <laughs> yours is red and this one's yellow. And yeah. Well, it is funny you say that because that's what I gave to our guy. I said, listen, here's my size list. And yes, I added more mediums because we tend to run out of those. Um, that's our size list. <laughs> but... Yes. Um, I'd like this color. However, give me whatever you can get. So I actually partly expected we'd have a rainbow of colors and I did my design that would match any of those colors, but it turns out that I can get it all in gray frost. So I'm doing it. There's plenty of inventory of that. So I'm doing it all in the gray frost. I think and we then, should start doing half shirts. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, we should, we could do like, you like, what it, you know, the girls used to do that at the at the uh, blues festival all the time and at the at the brew fest they would take the the guys shirts and they cut them and they cut the little strips and right. strips it all out and all kind of stuff and do it on the sleeves the yeah all right well, well we'll have scissors available at the um at the booth for anybody who yeah, wants to take a shirt bunch of cut 40 it. and 50 year old guys walking around in half shirts sounds like a blast that would be hilarious <laughs> I'm down for that. Let's see. And, and guys, let's not forget that we're going to have a special guest out there that you guys just hung out with at Death Valley. We're going to do an, yep. a, a meet and greet on Thursday, I think, from like for a couple of hours. Yep. Uh, yep. From like two o'clock on with KC250. Yep. Yep. So that'll be awesome. And a chance yeah. to hang out with him. He came by Metal Cloak here and, uh, and got a tour and um, checked some things out, which that's going to be one of the videos coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, his first video went out and that was great. So if you haven't seen it, check yep. it out. Um, we'll so he releases them on, on Saturdays for our listeners. So can, okay. check out KC250 on YouTube. So every Saturday comes out with one. So we got another one coming. We got another one coming. Then we got Easter Jeep Safari. So uh, that's going to be awesome to have them out there. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Busy. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. Busy. So so what what what's next for you? When you get off of this podcast, what are you guys going to go do? Um, I got to make a flyer for our CTI tour event stops and I still have some articles to finish. Yeah, pictures, nice. We've got a handful stuff. of <laughs> handful of articles still coming out about death Valley, of course. Cause I kind of, I'm, you know, I had like a thousand images to go through and that doesn't include the video. So I just got done with the images and, um, got those up. So now it's going to be looking at video. We've got, uh, the new, uh, Patagonia XT Milestar tires that are, mm. they have the snowflake designation. Those are getting put on the truck. They'll be, uh, t- for, for folks that are interested, they can see them um, when we're out at Easter Jeep Safari, but um, a little bit different siping. Um, I- I'm excited about these, these new tires. I think it's going to be amazing. The snowflake designation is super important to us here in Colorado because we don't have to 
have chains on in the wintertime. Um, and besides, you, there are a lot of snowflakes that live in Colorado. There's a lot of snowflakes, yes, that live <laughs> here. So, yeah, we've got that. Um, what else are we doing? I'm still waiting to get the Gladiator back, and then we're going to go get the CTI trailer here, hopefully in a couple of days, pick it pack. up, and then it's packing up and getting stories up, and off we go. So, uh, Very, very boring life you have there, Corey. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, you know, it's there's a lot more we could talk about. And there's a lot more happening in the world of jeeping. Um, we're getting back into well, we had a guest lined up for next week, but he um, he also is busy, and so we had to put him off. We might get another person in next week, um, and we of course pay attention because we'll do something fun at Easter Jeep Safari like we did last year. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if it's the same thing. Obviously, there's a lot of scuttlebutt and a lot of things happening about the 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 rigs that uh, Jeep is coming out with and bringing out there because of course they're going to bring those cool rigs out like. Uh, is the two-door Gladiator going to be out there? Yep. Yeah, so that'll be cool. That'll be cool to see. And, of course, I'm bringing my Gladiator out there. You guys are bringing out your rigs. And uh, we will be in the booth as well. So we have a booth in the show um, for Thursday and Friday as well as the CTI thing going on all week. So, hey, Modern Jeepers, anything else you want to add in there, Corey and Jesse? I think we're good, my friend. Yeah, Lots to do. Lots to do. Lots Stay to busy. Do. Looking forward to seeing everybody. Absolutely. Modern Jeepers, thanks for hanging out for us. Another hour of this uh, amazing time talking about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeep, Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. I just can't say that this week. No. I'm just like, okay. I'm just like Fumble City when it comes to that Do basic like free, phrase. Free, I, I said, free, for, free, 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 I said free. for 158 episodes, and I can't say it today. Free, free, free. Free, free, free. Smart. Um, <laughs> Modern Jeepers. Thank you all for joining us, and uh, we'll see you on the trails. Cheers. See ya. This podcast will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one.